Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Well, we got our fentanyl pick out of the way early. Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a try. Let's try it once. What could happen? SI's Ross Dillinger. Guys, they would have covered if they had won 7-3. They would have covered. They got enough points. They can do this. They can do this. Have faith. And SI's Pat Forty. Freshman receiver. There have been a lot of talk about him in the preseason. Three catches, 25 yards. Nothing spectacular there, but you got to root for a guy named Squirrel. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. Uh, race for the case. Uh, it's been a disaster so far. <laughs> I think uh, that was an exhibition week. Actually, two yeah. exhibition weeks yeah, so far right. for us. Right. Yeah. Freaking we're like, terrible. The, we're like DJ Ungo We're just getting warmed up here. <laughs> yeah. Ross leads with a 3-7 and seven record. Ooh, holy crap. The Gators, they saved me. The Actually, Gators are the Sean, only one to save me. Sean is two and four. So ah, <laughs> that's technically yeah. a better win percentage. percentage wise. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. Better yeah. For, yeah. Um, yeah, producer Sean Anderson. And didn't even pick URI, who covered clearly uh, easy the other day. All right, well, we're going to get our picks in. Um, but I do want to discuss the first game. We could talk a little bit more than because we didn't get to it on. Um, on the earlier the week because of this, you know, small thing like the expanded playoff. <laughs> Alabama visits Texas on Saturday. The game is at 11 a.m. in Austin, noon Eastern. Uh, Alabama looked uh, ridiculous in just destroying Utah State over the last weekend. Every bit that you thought they would be. Bama is a 20-point favorite on the road. <laughs> I mean... And, and, you know, we'll see how we all pick. When was the last time Texas was a 20-point home dog? Well, I was going to ask that, but since I do no research for this show, um, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. Goodness. But it um, would be yeah. good to know. Yeah. If you listen to a good podcast, they might tell you that. <laughs> uh, but it's irrelevant. What? Uh, let's say this, okay? Uh, first season under Steve Sarkeesian was not good, including a loss to Kansas. Uh, where they made a hero out of a walk-on tight end and turned him into a Buffalo Wild Wing pitch man. So bad <laughs> was it was. so great. That was just awesome. Sark has done a good job recruiting. You got Quinn Ewers back, who will uh, who will uh, play this weekend and presumably know where to park. 
Uh, <laughs> apparently, he had the wrong parking pass on his Porsche. Yeah. Times are and, tough. And uh, that's what that's the story they're going with. Uh, look at Austin PD. Anyone who's got a Porsche near the stadium, don't tow it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't tow Had it. Had to spend $200 of his NIL money to, to get it out of the impoundment lot. Yeah, yeah. So um, Quinn apparently get get Quinn a spot, um, and obviously they've got Arch Manning coming. They've got all sorts of stuff. They have uh, Bijan Robinson, who's got this Dijon mustard deal, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bijan Dijon. But what? Uh, look, uh, you know, you you want this to this this could obviously be a monumental moment for for Texas football, but. Beating Alabama is very difficult, but they are going the SEC, and this is they should be able to go toe to toe with these guys. Played them in a national title game not that long ago. What is reasonable though? Before we make the pick, what if you're Steve Sarkeesian? Other than the shock the world, what are you hoping to get out of this game, Pat? Cover, um, <laughs> you know, be competitive. Be, you know, you want to be in the game. You don't. You do not want to be run out of your stadium. Uh, I. Do not anticipate them winning. But yes, can you can you hang with Alabama the way Florida did in 2020 in Gainesville in the swamp? You know, when they pushed them very near the end and for submitting to what turned out to be a great Alabama team. You know, can you show that sign of progress? Can you look good against a really good defense? Can you slow down a Heisman Trophy winner who played ridiculously well in their opener. Um, so that's really what you're looking for to me. You, you need a sign of progress. You need a step forward. You need to have, be in the game in the second half, and if you're into it into the fourth quarter, all the better. Ross? Yeah, I, same same thing. I don't know that the expectation is, like always with me in a game like, game like this, I say, uh, and I, I kind of thought it, with the Notre Dame Ohio State, like if Notre Dame entered the fourth quarter with a chance, like a one score game, then then they're doing they're doing well. I don't know <laughs> if I should say that about this game. I, I think if you enter halftime, uh, you know the second half with a one score game, you're you're doing well. Um, I that's how I feel. I guess. Uh, I mean Alabama, obviously we we know how great they've been, and uh, you know what I. I did think was interesting was Sark's comments uh, Monday about this game, uh, talking about how it will not define uh, the season and, and doesn't mean anything in a way toward as far as getting to like, you know, the a conference championship. But you can tell he's trying to tamper expectations a little bit, which uh, is probably smart of him, honestly. It's, it's a little like uh, Kirby Smart said to Dan Lanning after the, Georgia, Oregon beat down. He like I have better. He knows I have better players. Yeah, Sark obviously knows uh, what that is. Yeah, I look. You want to quit yourself like Notre Dame did Saturday night, where you yeah. lost. But I think people feel pretty positive. You didn't embarrass yourself in front of recruits. I want to see Ewers be able to make some plays. I would not expect him to have you know five TDs and no t- no picks or anything. But I want to see some plays out of him. He looked nervous or not quite. I don't think he overwhelmed anyone beating Louisiana Monroe. I want to see some big time passes out of him. Right. And to me, this is what AM struggled with when they went to the SEC from the Big 12. They had the skill players, including Johnny Manziel, 
and and Texas will have the skill. I want to see if I'm a Texas fan, how far behind or how close, or maybe how far ahead. I don't know. You are in the trenches. Uh, because if you're going to compete in the SEC, you better have defensive linemen. You better have people who can def- who can block defensive linemen. And there ain't a hell of a lot more deep defensive lines like Alabama's coming at you. Right. So how do we do in the line of scrimmage? Because this is the standard we're going to be chasing. And yeah, it's Alabama, but Georgia's just as good. And and when they get it going, you know, LSU, everyone's got linemen over there. And that that's that's the two things I really I'd really want to see. Um I think you're always going to have skilled players, and they're certainly set up to have a lot of a lot of speed, a lot of game breakers, obviously a lot of quarterbacks. But uh, if you don't win in the trenches, you're in trouble. And if you looked at last year's recruiting class for Texas, it was a, or the one coming in, actually, the one coming in. It's a whole lot of skilled guys. They're, their lower-ranked recruits are like offensive linemen and stuff. They're, they're, it's, it's the QB and the wideouts that they're doing great on, so... That's kind of what I see. It should be a wild atmosphere. Hot. Could be really hot. But you figure McConaughey's running around talking about culture. Isn't he the commissioner of culture? What is he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. He's the Chance- ambassador of culture. Ambassador of culture. Yeah. Yep. Yep. By the way, several uh, listeners have commented that they think Ross sounds like Matthew McConaughey. That's so right. That that's, I have heard that. Is that what? I've never heard of that in my life. Uh, I, really? I you do all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, right, all right, all right, all uh, right. By the way, there speaking we go. of heat, yeah, I'm going to be at that game, 11 o'clock kick. And by the time, you know, second quarter halftime rolls around, it's uh, cool. per my phone, it's supposed to be 95 degrees uh, and completely sunny, too. So the heat index will probably be 105 degrees. Yep. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Be, yeah. Yeah. I'll be a boiler. Packed um, into the 40 acres. Yeah. So interesting, uh, you brought up yours, Dan, and I was looking at his stats um, from the first game. And, you know, they're playing a completely outmanned losing Monroe team. But they, 11 of his 24 passes were on first down. And that's where most, almost all of his production was, his yardage uh, and big plays, which is interesting. So they were passing, on, not, on, not when they had to. They were passing ahead of schedule uh, and, you know, probably hitting them with play action. I'll, I'll admit I did not see any of the game. But they were very good on first down. Can you do that against Alabama? We'll see. I know this. If you do that and you don't succeed and you start getting behind the chains against Alabama, that's when it could be difficult. But they, second down, third down, they, they did pass for very little yardage. Uh, no big plays. So they, 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 got their, they got their work done on first down, and that's going to be the challenge. Can you succeed on first down against an Alabama defense that's extremely good at every level? Well, we're going to be interested. All right, let's pick it. Um, or is there anything about Alabama you're you're anticipating? I, I, I you know, I want to see. I want to see what they throw at yours. Um, you know, Saban is a, a brilliant defensive mind, and they can run some games with their secondary. Uh, in addition to just having, you know, perhaps the most fearsome pass rush we've seen in quite a while with Will Anderson and others up front. So. I think they can. They're going to throw a lot at Quinn Ewers in his second college uh, game, and we're going to see how he handles that. Yeah, fr- freshman uh, new new quarterbacks don't uh, don't normally bode well. I believe 
like up until about three or four years ago, right? No, no freshman uh, had won. And I know you were played like what took two snaps at Ohio State, but um, you know he, he's a redshirt freshman. I think it was. Red, I think the stat was redshirt freshman or freshman had not beat a Nick Saban coach team at Alabama until I believe Trevor Lawrence did it in the national championship game. I think that was the first what about one. Maybe Johnny? What about Johnny Manziel? Was it Johnny? Okay, when, maybe it was Johnny. I thought, I thought had, he was a redshirt freshman in 2012. It may, it may have been. It may have been. It may have been. But there's been few. So that's uh, yeah. that's definitely something to watch because he's. you would think they were going to throw all kind of craziness at him and, and he'll probably have never seen right uh, anything like he's about to see on Saturday. How well, Johnny Johnny Manziel might have had a Porsche too. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Manziel in the NIL era. Oh man, so good. I mean, he basically had one. He was signing autographs. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It very angered. Uh, very uh, got uh, uh, Darren Ravel very upset about that. <laughs> signing uh, signing his own autograph. Uh, yeah, I I just I feel like the, I feel like Quinn Ewers. He is. He's 19 years old. He's a redshirt freshman. But it's like the the amount of hype and the fact he took a took a million out of Columbus and was up there for a year under Ryan Day. And then now he's down here. Like he's got a lot of coaching and a lot of experience. So uh and, and I don't know, see how ready he is for this, but I, I gotta I gotta uh he's not your typical, you know, just you know, pulling up his his socks, hoping they Hoping they uh, stay up by his knees or anything. Freshman that just is overwhelmed. He should right. have some more poise than that. You got that haircut, man. You got your Porsche. <laughs> yeah. You got, you know, you got to be able to do it. Uh, all right, let's pick it. Uh, Pat, who you got? Bama's given 20. 20 yeah. and a hook. Is that the deal? Just 20, I got. Okay, flat 20. That's fine. Give me Bama. I, I, it's a lot on the road. And again, we like the last time Texas was this big an underdog at home. Who knows? Pre-Daryl Royal. Um, but I, I will not bet against Alabama at this point in the season. And I will not bet on Texas at this point in the season. I have to see reasons to think otherwise. And I haven't seen them yet. So roll tide. Ross? Well, I'm sure I'm going to regret this. Um, but you know, picking against Alabama and Nick Saban, never a good idea. But I, I am going to pick the Longhorns to cover the 20. I, I think it's going to be close to that, it would seem. But uh, give me the Longhorns at home. A lot of excitement. It'll it, there'll be a lot of noise. It'll be it'll be hot. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna maybe maybe get a a late backdoor cover of some sort. Uh, but it it does. It feels like one of those like 41 to to 21 type of games, and um, I'm, I'm counting on the horns to uh, to do what I said, right? Enter halftime at least with with a one score game and, and hold on tight uh, in the second half to keep it close. Well, we got our fentanyl pick out of the way early. Yeah, good choice, Ross. Good choice. Yeah, let's give it a try. Let's try it once. What could happen? You just talked yourself into a backdoor push, by the way. 41-21. Maybe it'll be hot. It'll be hot. That's your... When you when you say it like that, Dan, talking yourself into a back a backdoor push 
Wow. Yeah, you know, you don't get to change it. Fentanyl pick is out of the way. The weekly fentanyl fentanyl pick. pick. Good luck with that. I'll get to you, Sean Anderson. Roll Tide. Hell no, I'm picking Texas. Are you crazy? (laughs) Sean, who you got? I, I think Ross almost almost solidified my pick here. I'm, I'm taking all day to cover. I mean, <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> Everything Ross said was I was like, I was like, yeah, that's why I'm not picking them. Uh, <laughs> this is go. This sounded like me em. picking Nebraska on week zero. I was like, well, they suck and I hate it. And I'm, like, oh, I'm picking them. Yeah. Anyway, good times. Right. Good times. All right. Uh, <laughs> is there another game? I don't even know. Let's see what we got. Oh, we got Tennessee at Pitt. Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite in this game. Pitt. I got one thing to say about Pitt. Big win last week. Everyone's excited. Backyard brawl. Can you guys sell out a little bit more of your stadium? Yeah. Let's Bad sell some tickets up game. at Pitt. Yeah, it's like is everyone saving their they're saving up for the Steeler game like the next day or the Steelers at home. You got Tennessee coming to the 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 building formerly known as Heinz Field. Let's show up. You guys want to be taken serious? Show up, Pitt. You guys are good. Coming off a big win. I don't normally like to tell you what to do with your money other than buy books that profit that I profit off of. But in this case, maybe you should go to the game. Anyway. Ross, Tennessee at Pitt, interesting ball game. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, really, really interesting. You know, um, Pitt coming off of the brawl in, gosh, I mean, they get a little extra time, right? Because uh, that was Thursday night. So, well, Tennessee played on Thursday night too, didn't it? They both played they on did. Thursday night. Yeah, they did. So they both yeah. they both have the the adequate uh, uh, extra couple days to prepare. Um, it, it didn't it, do what uh, Louisville did. Louisville is playing on a short on a short week against a long week. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't no, UCF. Right. And the, as yeah, they open the smart. season with yeah. two road games, I mean, it's yeah. a disaster. Good, silly good, silly good scheduling, scheduling there, good. right? A good way to schedule to get your to, to fire your coach, right? Um, so anyway, uh, the Panthers. Uh, I, I'll take Pitt. Uh, I don't feel good about it as well, but I'll take Pitt at home because they didn't look. <laughs> They look great uh, against West Virginia, um, but I'm I'm just not confident in Tennessee yet. Uh, I I feel like they're heading in the right direction, but it feels like they're maybe a year or two away from getting to the point where they can go in and win a game handily like this, like maybe they're supposed to over a an ACC team. But um, you know, Pitt's lines uh, are are pretty solid. Uh, they've they've got some good guys on each side of the line. I think they're they're further ahead. Of Tennessee at this point, so give me the give me the Panthers. All right, Pat. Ross and I Ross and I are starting off diametrically opposed. I'm taking Tennessee here. West Virginia outgained Pittsburgh in that game, and if that pass doesn't go through the hands of their receiver and it be intercepted and kind of tilt the game back to Pittsburgh, I think West Virginia might have gotten out of there with a win. Uh, Going to be harder for them, I think, to come back down than certainly Tennessee, which just had a tune-up against against Ball State and looked very good doing it. I mean, super productive on offense, threw for 350, ran for over 200. Balance, uh, Hendon Hooker was good. Their receivers were good, including my man, Squirrel Wright, White, freshman receiver. There have been a lot of talk about him in the preseason. Three catches, 25 yards, nothing spectacular there, but you got to root for a guy named Squirrel. 
So I am taking Squirrel and the Vols to win and cover. Squirrel White. Yep. From Birmingham, Alabama. He really should be from East Tennessee. He should be. (laughs) Once once held off the Union Army. His grandpa once held off the Union Army. (laughs) Squirrel's from Birmingham. Squirrel White. Fantastic name. Now that Smoke Monday is gone, this could be it. Yeah. He could be your new guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, who you got? The hearts say in Tennessee, and I like Hendon Hooker, how he plays, but I saw a lot from uh, Rodney Hammond Jr. uh, last week versus West Virginia, and that's a guy that I think I could really back in this game to go out and make some plays versus Tennessee. I'm going with Pitt to cover, actually. I think think that offense – Keaton Slovis is 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 irritating a quarterback to watch uh, just because you see the highs and lows, but um, I, I like what they were doing uh, on offense for the most part. So I, I'm I'm rolling with Pitt here. Irritating. Just, I kind of like it. Irritating. Yes. This, this is scary. I have no confidence in my picks. I'm like a I'm like a guy with the yips. Like a you know, <laughs> golfer can't putt. Scarred by your early start. Not the first time I've been described as a golfer that can't putt. Um. I am, but I am going to take Tennessee, and uh, maybe I'm just on the hype train uh, on all of this stuff. But uh, I, I also noticed that the SEC walloped everybody last week, pretty much, and uh, I just think they're going to have a little better players. Also, if if the stadium was sold out and there was really momentum and everything was popping, but I'm not expecting a like a huge crowd for Pitt, which again disappoints me. But Hendon Hooker, Squirrel White, let's do this, Jalen Wright. Go Vols. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Sully would be so proud of me. <laughs> he would. Sully, how would you and I both picking the balls? How about that? Funniest spread of the week is the Cyhawk. <laughs> Iowa State at Iowa. Somehow Iowa, who amassed their seven points against mighty South Dakota State last week, with a field goal and two safeties, is favored by a sizable three and a half points. They scored three offensive points against an FCS team. And yet somehow they're favored by three and a half over a Big 12 team. We're expecting this offense to kick into gear or something? I don't know. The Cyhawk, worst name of a rivalry. Children of the corn, please. Change your name. We got the tap water. We got the no offense. The punters are going to be great. A lot of stuff going on here. Not enough hype for the Cyhawk this year. Pat, who you got? Uh, I like the line mystifies me too, other than the fact that Kirk Ferentz has owned Iowa State. He really has. And, they, you know, there have been times that they, it has been past precedent that Iowa will look like a disheveled mess and then get it together against the Cyclones. However, 
I watched almost all of that debacle in Iowa City. There is no way I'm picking that team. There is no freaking way I can pick that team. Now, maybe they will get it together again and show me wrong, but I am taking Iowa State and the points against the most god-awful offense I've ever seen. And Kirk Ferentz saying he's sticking with Spencer Petras at quarterback, even though he hasn't had a good game since last early October. You go right ahead. Give me the clones. What's the, the, the line is three and a half? Three and yeah. a half. Now, you guys talk about how that line is crazy and how Iowa might have to, you know, mad, you know, what are the bookies thinking? Is Iowa going to magically find offense this week? Guys, they would have covered if they had won seven to three. They would have covered. They got enough points. They can do this. <laughs> they can do this. Have faith. I feel it again. A seven to three win. Give me the Hawkeyes to win at home. Holy moly. <laughs> What's the over-under in this game? <laughs> the over-under has got to be 40. 41 and a half. The over-under has got to be 40, 42. What 41 is and a half. Nice. They're take begging the you under. to take the under. Yeah, take they're the begging under. you. Yeah. Begging you. Take the under. I mean, though, no, I'm taking uh, – well, no, i got to get Sean in here. Before, I don't yeah, want yeah. anyone drafting off my great picks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Last week seemed like an abject disaster for, for Iowa, so I'm, I have to go with Iowa State. If they're going to prove something to me, it'll be in this game, and I'll, I'll take the loss uh, if, if that happens. But Iowa State covering three and a half, maybe they'll score four points and then cover <laughs> seven to four. Four nothing. <laughs> there we go. Four zip. Four nothing. Four two, two would safeties. probably be the old. Yes. Three safeties. Four to two. Yeah, I don't think Hunter Deckers is that bad of a quarterback for Iowa State. I think he's like a a reasonably competent college Division One college football quarterback. Yeah, I mean their numbers were pretty good. His numbers were pretty good in the first game. Xavier Hutchinson's a good receiver. I I, I don't I, I don't know how I I would all their receivers leave in the transfer portal and then they didn't bring anyone in on the transfer. Do they know that the transfer portal works two ways? <laughs> That news has not reached Iowa City yet. <laughs> you can comes comes and goes. I'd take in Cyclones win. Hunter Deckers scores at least two touchdown passes. They beat they beat the Hawkeyes. They go back and drinks that moderately sweet Ames tap water all night. <laughs> go clones. Guy, you guys are leave, leaving me hanging again, huh? That's two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Two. It's probably a good sign for you. Yeah, lone wolf <laughs> times. Given the rest of our picks, it's a, it's a very good sign. Yeah. Um, all right, number 20, Kentucky is at Florida. Unranked as of now. Uh, Florida uh, given four and a half. Uh, since we mentioned Kentucky, former Kentucky coach Guy Morris passed away earlier this week. Uh, good coach. Uh, and a pretty good guy, Pat. You know him a little better. But yeah. uh, So our thoughts are with his family. But big test in the SEC East. This is a good game. Obviously, uh, do we get more Anthony Richardson show out of uh, out of out of the Gators? What is Kentucky capable of doing? This is it. This is a ladder game. Whoever wins this has got a chance to at least go up against those dogs in Athens, uh, the out of Athens, and uh, and try to see if you can win the win the division. Uh, so, very interesting second week game. Start with you, Ross. Who you got? I got Anthony Richardson. Gators, man. Gators four and a half. Gators yeah. minus four and a half. Yeah, I got I got Anthony Richardson uh, in in the Gators. You know, at home. I know they're coming off of the big win against Utah. 
it built up like all off season for that game. So there is a little fear, right, that they could uh, have the old letdown against the Cats. Um, but uh, I just it's it's hard for me to pick against Anthony Richardson in, in the Gators after what I saw and and what I heard. Right, that um, that stadium was a rockin'. It, it was. Uh, uh, and I'm sure it will be on Saturday uh, against Kentucky. So, as you mentioned, big game in the SEC East. Um, big game for for the second place for second place in the in the SEC East. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah we're I'm on the side same side with you here, Ross. I I think that uh, I'm a little concerned about the Gators just physically being a little beaten up when you play Utah. That that can happen, but I think positive momentum. Super talented quarterback and a team that's really a, a program, not the coaches because new coaches, but a program the players and the fans are supremely pissed that they lost to Kentucky last year. They, Florida thinks they should never lose to Kentucky. So a little bit of a revenge factor here that should help with the motivation and avoid being flat. Uh, Florida defensive line's going to have to stand up. We'll see about Kentucky's got guys suspended. How long are they suspended? Is Chris Rodriguez back for this game or not? Will Levis is talented, but needs to show it against big-time opponents as opposed to just feasting on Kentucky's bad non-conference schedule. So see what happens there. But I'm going to take the Gators and give the points. Sean Anderson? Yeah, Florida annihilated me last weekend, uh, betting wise. Took Utah in two separate bets, so that that automatically <laughs> uh, that earned my respect for Florida. It does. I, maybe it's a little wishy washy, and I should be more angry and take Kentucky. But I think I have to take Florida for for just decimating my uh, my account there. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Sorry learn about from that. your learn from your losses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all Gators. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm fired up for the Gators. I didn't see Kentucky play. I'm not going to lie. So they may come out and surprise me, but, uh, I love that Gator team. Just, I love the game. Love their, love their quarterback and, uh, four and a half is not enough. So, um, I will take, uh, Gators giving four and a half. All right. Future big 12 game. Number 10 Baylor visits. Number 25, BYU. It's like kind of a religious battle here. Uh, BYU is giving three and a half up in uh, Provo. And I don't know who we're supposed to start with on this one. Pat, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the Baptists against the Mormons here. Interesting. Um, I, I'm going to take Baylor getting points. I, I think Baylor program just incredibly solid now they got no challenge from albany of course uh nor would they uh and that's to say i will say like byu that was a very impressive opener going to south florida and taking care of business there but baylor you know physically very good in the trenches they're going to be defensively schemed aligned ready uh they will be, give jaron hall some stuff blake shapen was good in the uh, in his debut there after I mean he he played some last year but 17 out of 20 214 yards two touchdowns a 208 efficiency rating that's a very nice way to start the season so I'm I'm rolling with the Bears getting points at Provo yeah I'm uh I'm gonna do the same I'm I'm going with the Bears getting those points uh, as well like you said they're they're in a little I feel like a little different place uh, the program in general. Um, in BYU, uh, I'm I'm intrigued by. Uh, there's a few people on the Baylor staff that uh, that worked at 
BYU fairly recently, most notably Jeff Grimes, Baylor's offensive coordinator. So he's he's going back to uh, going back to the old stomping ground. So that should be interesting uh, to watch. I think there's a lot of buzz and excitement on the staff in, in this game and in, in returning. And I think they want to make their return with a victory. Um, and I, I, I do. I, I It's hard to, like Pat said, it's kind of hard to tell where Baylor is and in shaping is. The numbers were good, but they played – but they played Albany. You know, they ran the ball decently well with a lot of different backs, and and the defense played well. Um, but it, it is hard to tell, and I think BYU probably got the right the more impressive outing going to like going on the road to, to South Florida and that kind of a cross country trip. Um, but I'll I'll take the Bears in, in probably a pretty close game. Hopefully, they'll manage to to cover the the points. I think I'm going to ride with uh, Pat and Ross here. I think Aranda is going to have this team locked in. And I don't think anybody on that team or that program is going to be happy being underdogs to BYU uh, this early in the season going into BYU. Say you give, you're giving them three points just because it's a home game for BYU, sure. But I, I think Baylor is going to be incredibly locked in for this game and ready to go for their first real big game of the season. Same. Uh, I, I'm Baylor. You're giving me three and a half. Too much speed for Baylor, I think, in this game. Uh, like but like BYU, but Baylor's really rolling right now. So I'm taking Baylor. We're we're unanimous on that. All right, lock of the week time. Uh, who has got a lock of the week? Ross, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I picked three games, and I uh, as we talk, as I talk right now out loud, I'm still trying to decide which one of the three. But right, we'll go to I'm, Pat. I'm gonna know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, what we were talking about earlier, right? Louisville, UCF. Uh, I'm going to go with UCF to cover the six and a half at home against a Louisville team that looked like crud uh, at Syracuse last week and has a short week compared to UCF, which which obviously uh, got uh, a few more days to prepare. So give me Gus Malzahn and the Knights to uh, to cover the six and a half. Uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna take, I, and I like that pick. By the way, I, it's a, it just sets up terribly for a Louisville team that looked terrible. So uh, I am going to uh, I'm going to the Pac-12 here, and I'm going to take USC giving nine and a half at Stanford. USC looked extremely good in the opener. Now you know they didn't play anybody. This is a step up in competition, but Stanford is not in a great place as a program. Uh, they were fine beating Colgate, but they didn't run the ball with great authority, even against Colgate. I mean, they were okay, but, uh, you know, I, I think Stanford still is is struggling to get back to what it was and what it is. And uh, also, Stanford students aren't on campus yet. There's going to be no atmosphere. USC is not going into a snake pit of any kind. They're, they're going to walk in there, and it's going to be just like a, a neutral site scrimmage, basically. So... So I am going with the Trojans to win and cover the nine point five. Sean, I'm staying in the in the pack as well here. Uh, after the the Florida Utah disaster, one team actually saved me late in the evening, and that was Oregon State versus Boise State. So I'm going to ride with the Beavers here again this week. Oregon State favored by one versus Fresno State. I like how they ran the ball. I like how their offense moved. Uh, it, it looked quick. They looked like they had some pace and energy. So I hope they carry it over. Uh, to this upcoming week as well. That was a good-looking performance by Oregon State. It was. And, uh, I watched that, and I got to say, that's the worst I've ever seen Boise look since I started watching Boise State football. Programs yeah, in trouble. Bad, bad yeah, trajectory. Pat, Pat wrote about that it in was, the dash. It does not look good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I you know, whenever they got good, I started watching a lot of them. They're always on, you know, late at night. They were that was dreadful. But I do think you got to give some credit to Oregon State on that. They they they're coming, they're coming a little bit there. So um, I'm gonna do that. All right. I'm going bold. I'm taking Michigan giving 51 points. What? <laughs> what? Wow. What? It was 50.5. I'm getting different. I'm, t- I'm, get- we're get- I'm giving 50.5. I found an odds 50, 50.5. Some are 51. I'm, take- I'm locking in at 50.5. Give me the half a point. Oh Thank you. Gosh. Wow. Hawaii. Hawaii just gave up 63 to Vanderbilt. They just gave up 49 to Western Kentucky. The Michigan defense is legit. Okay? They got blown out by both of the teams. Scored 10 and 17. I don't know if they score in this game. If they do, it's going to be a field goal late. I would certainly look. We're not doing this for this purpose because we be bad radio. I would look at the first time, first half over under. Michigan is going to play J.J. McCarthy, who is trying to win the starting job. They moved the ball with ease against Western uh, against I'm sorry Colorado State, but they stalled out because Cade McNamara did not get four red zone trips, one TD. That will not be a problem against Hawaii. McCarthy's going to have a huge game. They're going to be pushing the envelope because they're trying to figure out who should be the quarterback. It will be a all out offense, and then it's a chance McNamara comes in in the second half trying to make like a closing argument. So they ain't going to let up. So I'm taking Michigan on all of those reasons. Hawaii's awful. They got to be dispirited. They're now flying all the way across the country. It's at night. It's in Ann Arbor. It will be full. And it's just nothing poses well for for the Rainbow Warriors on that one. So uh, So I'm taking Michigan minus 50.5. That's a first in podcast history to lay 50. I was about to say. It's a nerve wracker, man. (laughs) When you're down 50 at the beginning. You need you need seven <laughs> touchdowns to get close hole. to covering. Yeah. They're doing it. You need Let's more go. than seven touchdowns. They're gonna crush them. Whew. Vanderbilt scored sixty three against these guys in they Hawaii. Did. They did. Western I Kentucky mean, scored forty nine. They did. In Hawaii. Now you're gonna get. I'm, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like sixty three to three. You better. Hope I would it check is. the yeah. first half over under. I don't know what it is. But McNamara is going to be playing like this is the dang national championship game because it's like I I can I can take this job right now. You get a tipped ball pick six for Hawaii, and oh, all of a sudden now you goal. now you need like nine touchdowns. <laughs> I know when Michigan starts running the rock. They slow the game down. Yeah. Not enough time to score. Yeah. No fear. <laughs> no fear. <laughs> Who's got it better than us? With an enthusiasm unmatched in mankind, <laughs> I picked the Michigan Wolverines. Come on, Harbaugh. Run it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is a dangerous one. What? I'm, I'm two and eight. What the hell is going to happen? <laughs> All right. How bad can it be? Good God. All right. Those are our picks. We will be back uh, yeah, at least by Monday morning. Uh, with the uh, overreact to all of this and see what kind of fools we are. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone tweeted me and said, I, I was behind on listening, so I listened to the race for the case and then the overreaction back to back. And it's hysterical oh. how bad you guys were on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hey, I didn't pick Texas. I didn't pick Texas. Somebody around here did. Don't worry. You won't get addicted. That's just for everybody else. 
share us on social media. Tell your friends about us and uh, come back next week. Talk to you later.